Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 197 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, Skype edition, COVID-19, version 2.0, whatever you want to call it. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. God damn, I hate this COVID shit. I do too. I hate, <laughs> I, I'm pretty irritated by it. But before I get into it further, you see Kyle Chapman, that's how you do an introduction. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw, I saw y'all's episode, UWO podcast this past Sunday. You know what? I know this is pre-recorded right now because we're on Skype and we're going to be on Skype for the time being, but it's okay. Because once you watch this, watch this episode, Kyle, you will know that I do not sound <laughs> I do not sound that monotone. I'm not like, this is episode 197 of the Codex Prime podcast. I am your host, Victor oh, I don't sound shit. like that. I don't, it, it, ain't that, it, ain't that, it ain't that damn funny, Carl. <laughs> that, that shit was funny. That shit was funny. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I cracked Excuse up. Excuse like... me for having such a high spirit <laughs> at such a dark time. In this in this freaking Donald Trump deregulated world we live in, I mean, yeah, I said it. I mean, shit, you you ain't lied, man. I mean, I mean, I, I cracked up. Like, I didn't have a chance to watch uh watch the UW's episode live on Sunday because I have I'm I'm in the midst of doing like a multi page paper, but I had a chance to watch y'all last night, and man, I cracked up when he mentioned that. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna get Kyle for this one. So, <laughs> so shout out, so shout out to the most diabolical hater. The side of the Mississippi, Kyle Chapman. Wherever you are, wherever you're at, stay safe, my yeah, friend. Yeah, shout out to him <laughs> for having me on. That was that was unexpected. That was some unexpected fun. Yeah, yeah, and it was, no, it was it was a it was a it was a good episode. You know, y'all had some some things to say. Um, got, y'all had some WrestleMania predictions. I know that the cards changed like drastically. Yeah, we yeah we have to like literally like go at least for our picks as we, as the night goes along now, cause it's, it, it, this fucking shit sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Like, like, I, like I'll, I'll say like as a, as a net positive, like I actually do like working from home. Um, that's just me, like given the nature of my job uh, and all that, but, but like, you know, because I mean, I don't, I don't miss making a commute. I don't miss that stuff. But like, I miss going outside to do stuff besides grocery shop. You know what I mean? As in the scent, in a essential. Mm. Listen, I gotta have some fun with this. Yeah. I will say this: mm. there has been no traffic to go to work. True. Oh my goodness, this <laughs> commute is beautiful. Yeah, honestly. Get yourself some face masks and some gloves and take advantage of that. <laughs> yep, absolutely. If you need to go somewhere, just take advantage of it because, yo, this commute is sweet. It is. Like, like I've, for the few times I've I've driven, like, to, to, like, this Trader Joe's or something, like, in the middle of the afternoon, like, during rush hour, there's no rush hour traffic anymore. There's no rush hour. I listened to a traffic report, and they're like, there's an accident, but, I mean, just move, and you'll be all right. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Well, they said that in the most intelligent reporter-like way. Yeah. Possible. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it, like, it's... But that's basically what they said in a nutshell, and I'm just like, yeah, this is it. 
Yeah, like it's so surreal, like to to drive on the highway, to drive down like I ninety five at like three four p.m. and not see a bunch of cars bumper to bumper. That's just like insane to me. But yeah, it's I mean it's it's a welcome change, but damn it, I wish that change came under way better circumstances. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 also just to briefly add to the whole COVID thing. Um, one thing that got, one one thing that kind of got me kind of has me tight a little heated is that you know how the CDC and the World Health Organization has been telling people that oh well you know if you're not a healthcare worker you, you shouldn't wear a mask because it's not that effective well it turns out that that was bullshit people were supposed yeah. to wear masks uh, yeah. e- even if you're not a healthcare professional and you can even make your own homemade ones like you can even make one just out of a t-shirt and some scissors like legit, like I actually I actually found a, a cool YouTube video which I'll link in the description where you can actually make a make a homemade mask out of a cotton T-shirt, and that gives you some protection as long as you do maintain proper you know safe safe distances and all that. In addition to washing your damn hands, you'll be straight. You yeah, know? I'm actually gonna I'm actually just gonna make one myself because I'm uh, saying to. Oh yeah. I, there's a lot of memes that I'm making fun of that, so <laughs> I. Guy, gotta, I gotta see. Listen, I gotta keep my spirits up. I understand, yeah. And dang, and not to mention, my pops is in a hospital too. So, oh man, is is he is he it, okay? Is it? No, no, no. He okay. he's got he's running for something else, but he's six. He's in his sixties. He's diabetic. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, man. Hopefully, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, but hopefully he'll pull through on the other side, man. Just fine. Oh, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah, because, yeah, this is it's no joke. And like I said, this is going to be the norm for months to come. So Exactly. Just kind of just get to it, get used to it. Relax. Like, still, I'm actually still, like I said on UWO, I mean, everybody's pulling for Vince to, you know, cancel WrestleMania, yada, yada. I'm like, listen. This may be the this is the only thing we're getting. I mean, I'm sure I've been hearing the marble champion marble racing championships is popping. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I'm just I'm waiting for the World Series of Dice to come out to pop out. Yeah, man, waiting for that uh that surprise robbery that we see from Charlie Murphy <laughs> at Robin Ashley Larry. Yeah. He doesn't even rob him. He just tells him to get upstairs and put on some lotion at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But no, seriously, we're getting something. They're mm. giving us something. Entertainment is essential. Oh, it is. Yeah. We'll really be stir crazy. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. And like, even though, even though, like, um, reports have have stated that, like, Vince was literally the only person pushing for uh, WrestleMania 36 to go on. And apparently, I've heard like uh, reports that you know certain wrestlers are quarantining themselves, like Dana Brooke, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan. The Miz showed up sick, which scared Roman into like going back home. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. But I will say, like, on a semi humorous note, as far as like discussions as to what what the worst WrestleMania pay per view of all time is, I think. I think by now the debate should be over, considering the state of 36, which I'm sure ain't gonna top, ain't gonna and, rival any other WrestleMania. Yeah, and then Mark Henry said on Busted Open, like honestly, this is one that we 
we're just gonna have to see mm. for historical reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just look back twenty years from now, I'm like, where were you for WrestleMania thirty six? And you can actually live to tell future generations about it. Yeah. Like I was in I was around for that shit. Yep. Yeah, man. And it's gonna be surreal to see like how they what they're gonna come up with for a set. And those and the other matches that are shot like outside of the performance center, like the Boneyard match, the John Cena the Fiend match, how are they gonna pull those off? Or like I don't know. But I will say like with the John Cena Fiend match, hopefully it does not end up like the Orton Bray Wyatt match in that random ass house in the suburbs somewhere because that was trash. Yeah, I remember that. I'm selling that. <laughs> well, they. Hey, they find a house that was for sale, and they're like, yo, listen, we'll just rent it just to, like, destroy it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny with all this going on, shout-out to um, Aaron from the from Pop Stew. Yeah. He posted up a meme of Herschel from The Walking Dead. I forgot his real name or who played him. Oh, the, um, actor who played him. it was uh, Michael's... I think thing? it's Scott Wilson, I think. Scott Wilson, yes. Yeah. You're right. Yep. You're right. So, Herschel Walker actually said this quote, and it hit me in the soul, and I actually read it in his voice. You step outside, you risk your life. Mm -hmm. You take a drink of water, you risk your life. Nowadays, you breathe, and you risk your life. Every moment now, you don't have a choice. The only thing you can choose is what you're risking it for. Mm. That's, That's an apt quote. For sure. You think? Yeah. Cause it's like it's like, oh man, when I step outside the house, I'm risking my life for something. Am I risking it to go to the grocery store? And I do I need to run these errands? Like what? <laughs> you we don't have a choice in the matter. Oh man. We don't. So let's get into some nerd shit. Yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> um yeah, I, I see that uh speaking of nerd shit, I see that there's a uh, a, a topic that um, I think Gamer Delphia uh, tagged you and I and a bunch of others in, and it's about uh, name four video games that define you. And I thought that was you pretty. Want to get into that now? Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Well, we can get into that later. That was just like a preview. Yeah, so. that's what I was saying. That's what, yeah. that's what I was thinking we were gonna do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. that, so that's just something that that as far as like nerd shit goes, that that was the first thing that popped into my mind. But we'll get into that later on. Oh. Um, okay. Great. Yeah, so uh, yeah, man. What what else have you been up to, man? This past uh, couple weeks. Well, I'm just gonna say it is March 31st, and I'm gonna let you know this right now. I have failed the Codex Prime Literary Challenge. Oh damn! I did. I did fail. I started Excelsior, but by the time, like I said, with all the stress stuff and all that, I needed to like. Seriously, take a break from like so much stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that yeah, I I didn't make it. So. Nah, you know. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. You, you know what? I'm thinking of maybe I can expand the challenge just to like like something that's kind of like um because of because of the stressful situation that's going on everywhere, um. The challenge will be this, and I'll and I'll include it in the description or like somewhere. Uh, for the rest of the year, uh, come up with a number of books that you want to read, and then try to hit that number 
by December 31st. And if you can hit that number or surpass it, then you've succeeded. You know what would be crazy? I'd probably give myself that number, then forget about it. And then just read. Because I do enjoy reading. Like, I never actually read, like, a shit ton of books yeah. before this challenge even started. Mm-hmm. So it's like the last two I remember, like, I read the Excelsior book. I read uh, Charlemagne Ship One's book. And then onto the ones that I was ru- that I was rushing to that I was rushing to read for the challenge, and then I'm just like, oh my god, I'm tired. <laughs> I was like, I really, and I like I consistently like I consistently read, so I'm just like, all right, I I need a break. I needed it. I needed this break. Oh yeah. I tried. Don't get me wrong. I did. I definitely did try. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it just. By the time I hit the end of it, I was like, I need, a, I, I seriously needed a breather. But I started playing Grand Theft Auto Five again. Oh, okay. It is such a fun quarantine game. It is. Yeah. Because when you go stir crazy, that's the proper way how you just want to properly kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's the proper way to do it. Yeah. Do it. it in video game form. Yeah. You know, just get a grenade launcher, just shoot at an unsuspecting car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, yeah get. I, I kind of do. You see, I was living in the DMV area when you know the DC sniper was going on, so I kind of did that. Oh man, that's that's kind of dark. <laughs> it, it is, but it's like you know, the, the, the kid got married. The kid who was involved in that recently got married. Really? Yeah, yeah, like one of them prison marriages. Huh? Yeah, like everybody's like convinced, like are saying, like he's a complete like changed man and stuff. And honestly, I believe it. Like, he knew he's come to terms with his ways, and he was, like, manipulated. He was young and manipulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, well, uh, good for him. But he's still serving life. But. Yeah, well, as he should, yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, like, but he owns up to his crimes and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Good for him on that. Yeah. You know. On that aspect, but he's, on, he's owning it, and he's just. I think he is eligible for parole, like, next year or something. Mm. Well, oh well. Well, uh, hopefully uh, he won't be manipulated into uh, picking up another sniper rifle. No, nah, I think he's done. Trust me, he's done with that life. And, you know, John Mahan is dead anyway. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, I but anyways, um, but I still keep up with my, um, with my weekly reads, my comic reads. Yep. And one that actually recently came out is uh, Archangel 8. Okay. Which is written by, it's uh, produced, it's, god damn it, I don't even have it with, I don't even have it with me and I don't feel like it's already boxed away in my stash, but in my um, stacks. But uh, it's, did, it, did the app, no, okay. Um, it was written by uh, Michael More, Michael Morecki, Morrissey, Morrissey. Yeah. Hope, uh, hopefully, I'm not um, butchering it. And the art by C.P. Smith. It's not an image title, but it's a, it's an independent title. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the description is: In a world beyond sight, beyond the sight of morals, heaven and hell wage war for the souls of mankind. Principal among gods, legion are seven angels, written about our uh, seven angels, seven archangels written about in religious texts for millennia, for millennia, but there is an eighth archangel known from passing illusions in Apocrypha 
who operates under a different code, fighting without God's sanction, he faces the enemy on his own terms and shows just how bad good can be. Hmm. This this comic is graphic as fuck. Oh, okay. It's like, um, first of all, it's a Jim Savard recommendation, so shout out to him. Yep. And sorry. And it's like Spawn meets Punisher. Oh, that's a pretty damn good combination. Yeah, I think you actually enjoy it. It's a five p. It's a five part series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five part mini series. Okay. I think I honestly I think you would get some enjoyment out of that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hopefully I'll uh, check it out once this uh, quarantine lifts. Because I ain't visiting no comic stores. What? (laughs) I ain't visiting no comic book stores, man. That's non-essential at this time. At least for me. Hey. Rocco has made it work. (laughs) Hey, shout-outs to Regan, though. Yeah, he's still putting... Yeah, he's still making it work and... Trust me, I am so glad he did, because, oh my god, who knows it? Who knows how far I would be behind. Mm. And um, I got to give a shout out to the following people. Yes. Fred the Great. Jay Scratch. Chop Stewie. DJ Lefty. DJ Nuts. Donnie Battle. And Justin Case. For simply just going live all this weekend and just tearing it up. The 18 DJs. Nice. Their weekend mix were fire. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. And hopefully, hopefully you follow any of those people on social media, because you was in for some, you was in for something good. Mm. Like people have been asking me, because I throw on a couple of blends in my stories, and that's been it. Because like once I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go live, I'm gonna go live, and then like some, you know, the baby's taking a nap. Shout out to the baby. Today was her birthday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she just turned four. And she made sure she told me to tell you I cut it black. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She always she always adds the black. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a, a cool, it was like an interesting like gag that I didn't think much of. None of us did. None <laughs> of us did. He just she heard that once and it just it sticks with her. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes she'll just say it for no reason. She was like, Carl, iconic black. Like, she always adds the black. <laughs> That's adorable. It, it is. Yeah, like, she just did it not too long ago. So. But yeah, the, the, yeah, the 18 DJs, they, they ripped it. I think they're going to be doing it again sometime this weekend. Hopefully, I'll do it again. Hopefully, I'll actually get one in sometime this week or this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Depends. And um, please, I hope to God that you caught this. What's up? The season premiere of Dark Side of the Ring last week. Oh, the Crispin Waugh story? Yes. I, I I refuse to watch it. Oh, man. Like, I, listen, listen. I, I, I listen to in-depth reviews about it, and it's like, oh, man, I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to sit through all that, because... To revisit the Benoit situation after all we know about it, it's like, oh man. But you know what? It's a story 
that needed to be told. Mm-hmm. And it was told the right way. Okay. Like you, you're going to get all, you're going to go through a holocaust, like a roller coaster of emotions. But, you know, the victims, they, you get to hear it from the, you know, the victims that are still with us. Right. Which is David Benoit, his son. Mm-hmm. And Sandra Tuffaloni, who is um, Nancy Benoit's sister. Yeah. And it's it was so it was just like yeah it was sad, but there was actually like some light at the end of the tunnel because you know after you know the tragedy and stuff like they lost touch. I mean, I mean there were attempts to reach out to one another, but you know. The tragedy just weighed so heavy on him, but Chris was still talking to Sandra. Chris was still talking to David. He reunited them. He reunited them, and it was just like they just showed them going to AEW, and it was just it was a beautiful moment at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually showed like, and it was the first time David told that story, and he just like broke down, and you can just tell like he was a really like like he went through some shit. Mm-hmm. Like he went through this for 13 years and never really talked about it. And this is his first time finally talking about it. And from what everybody say, keeps saying, like, he's just, he's just a good, he's a really good kid who really didn't deserve that. But, you know, mm-hmm. and then like knowing what we know, especially like in hindsight, like it's Eddie Guerrero's and Chris Benoit's tragedy could have been prevented. Oh, yeah. With Eddie's, you know, Chavo, there was like one, there was like still some life left for Eddie when Chavo found him. Mm. If Chavo would have performed CPR, Eddie would have still been here. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I was watching it. I was watching it with my girl, and, you know, she was a nurse. So as she said, she was already invested in it because um, the first half of the show leaked out. Mm-hmm. Like they put it out on YouTube for everybody. So she watched the first half. And she's like, "Okay, yeah, I'm waiting for. T- yeah, I'm gonna watch it on Tuesday. I'm invested." Mm. So once she got to that point, she was just like, "If they would have performed CPR, they would have saved him." Mm. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point because, like, from what I understand, like Eddie Guerrero had like I think it was like undiagnosed heart disease at the time, and like he did have a history of like drug use. So it's like it kind of sounded like all that caught up with him, and it just his heart just gave up. No, you're right, it did. But he was like, like he said that by the time like Chavo got there, there was like he had like he like made like this gargling sound, which showed Mm -hmm. like he had still some life left. Fortunately, Chavo didn't know CBR. Like if he would have did, if he would have at least started the compressions, Mm -hmm. it would have still it would have prolonged it and just. He would have just kept doing it, kept doing it until EMTs arrived. Mm-hmm. They, they possibly could have saved them. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as Chris, and I say this, I say this could have been prevented because of what we know now. And I'm saying this in hindsight because of what we know now about mental health. Yeah. Because there was a lot of things that came into play. Depression was one thing. Mm-hmm. And depression is real. Oh, yeah. Depression is one thing. Drug use, and it was, you know, therapy. And 
like if you, you know if but then it, yeah it was Chris's decision and all that and last and at the end of those days like he just snapped and that's when that's when he did what he did. He just ba- he basically like just snapped, you know, all the CTE stuff. But I mean, you don't really know you have C- CTE until you until you're dead, and then they have to they have to take a look at your brain and stuff. But yeah. I mean, they would have took those took those things into consideration. Like after Eddie's funeral, Chris went right overseas. They had an overseas tour, and he went. Chris would have. Do I know if the WWE offered him time off? I'm not sure. Mm. But if they did, Chris should have taken that time off. Yeah. Well, I think like if they could have took the time off, they gave him a journal. They gave him a journal to like write to Eddie, which was a start. But you know they would have just, you know, had you know had him go to therapy and stuff. This whole tragedy could have been prevented. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but I honestly, I mean, it's you. First of all, you watched darker shit before. Well, the the thing is, like a lot of the dark. I mean, these these are movies and we're talking about, and they're yeah. mostly fiction. But yeah, but honestly, yeah, okay, you watched some darker documentaries before. Like you watched documentaries about the Holocaust and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, your mom's. I remember you telling me that your mom told you stories about her experiences through the Cambodian genocide, was it? Yeah, like the Killing Fields. Killing Fields, yeah. yeah like, I, th- I think you would be able to get, you can get through this, mm. but it's a, it was a real eye-opener. Yeah. It was an eye-opener, but then there's still, like, that feel-good story at the end. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, you know what? I actually still felt good. I felt good at watching it because, I, like I said, it was a story that needed to be told, and it was told right. Mm-hmm. Which also leads to what else I've been up to is the latest episode of Elijah Burke's Pope's Point of View podcast, his latest episode, 16, which is his encounters with Chris Benoit because they actually showed a highlight of their match together, and Elijah Burke was Chris Benoit's final opponent. Really? Wow. So, like, I thought, like, I think a few days before that, I was just, I, um, no, it was the month, it was the Wednesday after, the Wednesday after the dark side of the ring, I just got on my phone and hit him up, because I'm, I'm friends with him, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, are you going to be talking, they showed you a match, you know, and I'm just, I remember that it was your, you was his last opponent. Are you gonna talk about it on your podcast? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I didn't get to see, I didn't see the episode yet. Um, and I was like, yo, it is so good that I was mad that I didn't have anybody to talk about it with at work the next day. Mm. Wow. So he's like, all right. And then he told his story. He told um his story about his first encounters when he was meeting them. He met Guerrero first. Guerrero was just like a ray of sunshine, just welcomed him with open arms and all that. Mm-hmm. Then the next person he met was JBL. He goes, hey, there's my new Orlando Jordan. He's like, I ain't nobody's Orlando Jordan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then um, Chris was very, like, he wasn't as open and social, but he was, like, very, he was, you know, still polite and everything. 
Um, it, and then they talked about, you know, when Chris made the jump to ECW and then Chris was like, yeah, I'm very, you know, I've heard good things about you. I'm looking forward to work with you whenever you need me, you know, get, you know, feel free to come to me and all that. So it was like, they, end, they actually end up bonding. So then he actually told this story of why the Miz got kicked out of the locker room. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember. I'm, I'm not sure if you remember hearing about Miz being kicked out, having backstage heat, and getting kicked out of the locker room. I heard something like that. Like he had to dress like in the hallway. In a in a closet. Oh, okay. Because Miz was eating chicken and got it on Scott Armstrong's back, which is getting all the crumbs and stuff on Scott Armstrong's back. Okay. And it was been what I was like. You're just going to disrespect the man's back like that? Mind you, Scott Armstrong, even though he's a referee, but he's still, you know. And now the he goes, this is where you change from now on. Mm. It, was Chris that, it was Chris that did it. <laughs> and then here's a funny story that went, it started very light, but then it went dark. Then it took a dark turn. So one of the things that, Elijah and Chris had in common was of a particular TV show. Okay. One that you would have never thought that Chris would have been a fan of. Love and hip hop? Oh, thank, thank the Lord. Thank Lord, no. <laughs> Sanford and Son. Oh, that's pretty random. <laughs> you think? Huh. So of course, you know, they bonded, they had me end up um having a friendship, so Elijah got our first two seasons on DVD mm-hmm. as a gift for him for, you know, just you know, being that kind hearted veteran to, you know, giving him advice and yada yada, you know, just a nice kind, you know, kind gesture and everything. This is where it took the dark turn. So then, you know, everything happened. Everything happened. They released the crime scene. So he was already, like, distraught by it. Mm-hmm. They released the crime scene photos. Mm-hmm. They showed the pictures of Chris's office. And mm-hmm. he was able to see those DVDs on his desk. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. That's it was to the point, it was like, Elijah was like, okay, I think he was getting, you can, okay, I think this is where we need to take a break. I literally had to pause it and take a break, like, wow, that was heavy. Mm. I was not expecting that to take that heavy of a turn. Yeah, man. That's, so then, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's surreal, man. Just to see the gifts that you bought the man that did what he did, and it's like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that, that so is heavy. Heavy, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's dark side of the ring. They weren't kidding. Like, from what I understand, like, they do their research very well and thoroughly. Yeah. This, they said that this was the high, that was the highest rated episode that they've done mm-hmm. in the entire history of the other series. Wow. I mean, granted, it's only been like the seventh episode altogether. Mm-hmm. But, I, but 
Yeah. Rightfully so. But what was you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say like the one episode I do want to watch is the Owen Hart one when when that comes out. I'm looking forward to the whole entire season. New Jack comes out tonight. Ugh, him. Are they gonna discuss the mass transit incident? Possibly. I have no idea. Like, I didn't even. I saw a bit of the trailer, but I'm like, I'm already a fan of the show anyway, so I'm just gonna watch it. Dino Bravo is one I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially how he died. Oof. Yeah. That was being involved in the Canadian mafia and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And Rick Martel was basically begging to for, for WWE to keep his job so he can save his life. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. What a way to go. Oh, yeah, exactly. But on to a lighter note. Over yeah. the weekend, I did I did a couple of watch-alongs. Okay. All right. With a, the first one, the first the... one, please tell me you have a, please tell me that you have, like, your computer on the side where you can, like, Look up stuff. Yeah, I do. Okay. The first one... Well, actually, no. I'll give you the second one first. was a episode of Raw Mm -hmm. from May 19th, 2003. That was actually a fairly good Raw. Don't look that one up. The main event was Ric Flair and uh, Triple H for the title. Okay. But it was coming off the heels of the... Judgment Day that year. And it was just, it was fun. It was a really fun watch. Okay. But this is the one I want you to look up. Okay, the second one was Raw from November 4th, 1996. 19... I got CFP. Raw, November 4th, 1996? Yeah. Okay. So... Click on this one. November 4, 96, Monday Night Raw results. This is from fandom.com. Uh, okay. Let's see. Fort Wayne, Indiana, War Memorial Coliseum. That's the main event. Wait. Fake Razor Ramon with Fake Diesel <laughs> defeated Mark Merrill with Sable. No, no. That's not the. Trust me. Oh yeah, we laughed about. Oh, I want you to. I want you to hear um, Eddie's red on that because that had us die. The main thing that happened on that show. Oh wait a minute, Pillman's got a gun, right? Pillman's got a gun. That fucking episode. I do remember that episode actually. <laughs> Just that segment, anyway. I remember watching that episode at my grandmother's house. Remember, my grandmother was a pastor. You right. <laughs> I, I remember watching, I think my mom went somewhere. My mom went somewhere, and I was at my grandmother's house for the, that night, and I was just waiting for her to come pick us up. So I'm like, hey, we didn't have cable at that time, so I'm like, I can watch Monday Night Raw. So I'm watching it. <laughs> my grandmother knows how much I love wrestling. So, she, yeah, she knows how much I love wrestling. She always used to tell me that I would be late to my own funeral for wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, that makes makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But um so she all that, she wasn't thinking nothing of it. But I'm sitting there just watching this like Brian Pilman's about to shoot Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh man. On national TV no less. Yes. Oh my god, please. Like just 
fire up your WWE networks and just watch that. Just wa- just tune into those watch alongs. But you enjoy the the. The May 19th, 2003 episode, too. Because if you remember from the Ruthless Aggression documentaries, mm-hmm. he was, um, they were talking about how Triple H saw Ric Flair and he just like seemed like he lost his confidence. Yeah. And like he really needed that pick me up. You can tell that this was the episode that brought Ric Flair back to himself, that brought his confidence back. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it was actually it was a very good it was actually a very good episode. Okay. All right, but that's it on my end. Now, your boy has been doing besides <laughs> going stir crazy. Uh, I would I wouldn't say that I've that I've been going stir crazy. Like I've been mostly yeah. I've been mostly uh uh just working from home and um just uh trying to finish up some final projects. Like I'm in the midst of doing uh trying to crank out like a good 30 to 50 pages of a paper that's due on Thursday. <laughs> um, Please so, tell me you at least have 27. Well, the thing is like, I got the, it's like based on like this, this like big project that I've, that I've done. Like I've gotten all the data like chopped to 30 pages. So I'm just trying to translate all of that into an actual like 30 to 50 pager, you know? So yeah, it's 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 been it's been an interest, interesting ride. Like I've just been working nonstop, taking breaks here and there, you know. Thankfully since I'm at home I don't have to eat too much, so that kinda helps. Uh as far as movies go, I haven't seen anything any new movies of course, but I do I am aware that like there are um there's this uh certain art house theaters that, that have like some new movies that were supposed to be in theaters that they're actually streaming that you can that you can like rent for like a couple days for like twelve bucks, so I might yeah. get on, I might get on some some new releases here and there. Um, as far as video games go, uh, I know Resident Evil Three is coming out uh, this Friday. Um, I'll pro- I'll probably wait for a sale on that one uh, only because like from what I hear it's uh it's pretty short for a Resident Evil game, and um. And and it and it kind of revisits certain locations from part two, so there might be a little bit of redundancy there. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll probably play Doom Eternal. Um, I'll, and if any game that I get, uh, I'll have to buy uh, digitally off the PlayStation Store, which isn't that big of a deal. Uh, still, do, I know GameStop does. Well, the one, the one near me, the one near me, hmm. has curbside service yeah i ain't supporting gamestop man okay here we go all right we we won't even need to get into that but (laughs) i know you're i know you're you're a supporter of physical media so i just wanted to pass some information along that could yeah yeah i mean and and, you know i i I get it i i appreciate it but you know gamestop gamestop ain't doing it man yeah they're they're just a disposable company that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Besides that, uh, man. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Just mostly work. Um. Yeah. Just doing a social distancing thing. Um. Like I, I've I've been I've been at times well not bored but just more curious about like oh what else can I do what else can I do so I've went on YouTube and I saw, just watched some random videos here and there. I saw a, I saw a, a couple of videos about like learning how to vogue. 
so like Vogue tutorials. So like I'm like you know I can, I can, I can, I can do this. So like I do it. Oh my god. So like I because you know I've, I've I've always wanted to you know you know kind of kind of get into that just a little bit so like i i kind of i kind of got some of the steps down like some of the beginning steps like i know like you gotta like expand your hands like this like kind of like jazz hands make them make them look as big as possible so like you kind of spread your fingers apart so you can kind of like get that illusion going with your hands you know and i kind of got like the basic steps you know this this and that you know got, got a little got a little thing like that going i'm trying to learn how to do the duck walk too so i, I want to know how to do the duck walk you know, as as well as voguing, so to put it all together, but you know. Then you gotta end with the drop. Yeah, yeah, the death, the death drop. That's 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 the, that's the money maker. That's the one that I'm trying to trying to do without you know busting my head uh, the back of my head in the, on the floor. You know, I don't want to get a c concussion or anything like that. But yeah, that's that's what you know. That's what I've always also been also been uh, you know kind of doing. You know, just uh, figure. Hey, well, since I'm in the house, let, let me pick up a Let's new. Yeah, let me let me pick up a new skill. You know, how to vogue. Maybe I'll Facebook Live it. I don't know. Probably not. Oh, but... that's gonna be. Oh my God, <laughs> Victor Vogan is going to be a thing. Listen, man. Hey, I. I... Victor Vogan <laughs> is going to be a thing. Uh, oh. Hey, man. You know, it's 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 you know it's it's cool, man. You know, hey, you know, I'm just trying to pick up a new skill. You know, while I'm in the house. Teach his own. Yeah. You know. So so that's that's pretty much pretty much uh what i've been doing um i still got a few new uh uh books that i'm that i'm that i'm gonna get get to like once i get all this school final projects out of the way and i'm gonna um, have to bring some i'm gonna have to bring some movies to your house or something <laughs> oh no I, I got i got plenty of movies man i got plenty of my movies. collection's like my collection is right there that i collect that i collect app is so convenient that's another thing i got caught up to i got mm -hmm. scanning like all my comics and yeah Wow. Yeah, like, now it's to the point where, like, I scanned all my trades and all my individual mm -hmm. comics. Yep. So, in total, I have... I know I just logged... Oh, what's up? Okay, hey. in total... Okay, can you see me now? Yeah. Good. I have 839 comics. Yeah, damn. That... That is a humongous amount. Over how many years? See, that's the thing. I started when I was a kid, and then pr probably since I recorded this podcast. Not to mention the, you know, the hip hop collection was was a lot of them. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, man. That's that is a mighty collection, dude. That is. Yeah. Hey, that's just hey, like 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 you are with comics. That's how I am with movies. I gotta. Massive collection. It's, worth, it's literally, it's literally worth it to like, especially like, okay, just for one reason I do it with the comics. I, um, okay, I go to Comic Con. I got into uh, getting uh, CGC comics and getting them graded and stuff, which I just end up getting. Oh, I end up getting uh, X Men three hundred from like nineteen ninety three. Mm -hmm. Like just a comic I had when I was a kid, and ended up getting like destroyed over time, and then I ended up picking that up on eBay for like thirty bucks. I'm like, damn, they paid more just to grade it. Wow, steal. Hey, hey, get it where you fit in. Exactly. So, like I say, I'm out and about, and then I hear Rhode Island Comic Con that so and so is gonna be there, and I'm like, go right on the app, mm -hmm. see. 
seem like, hey, I got this. Hey, I can get this signing graded. Boom. You know? Nice. Add that to, like, my agendas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Um, I know... I know, like, for me, speaking of comics, like, yeah, I'm not going to get any new ones anytime soon. Um, yeah. Image, yeah, I know for a fact, like, see if there was some for Image. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's, like, some Image comics that you want to pick up, those are some that you are going to want to pick up right away because they're go- they're actually going to stop. Like with all this COVID nineteen, and Reagan explained this to me that they're gonna actually gonna stop doing reprints for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if if there's something that you want to pick up, your best bet is just getting it right away and just picking it up first print. Yeah. Especially if you know like something's gonna be like a rare money maker or whatever, like like Spawn three hundred. I mean, I'm not sure if they're on second or third prints at all of that, but that was one that you wanted to have cop right away just for you know collection you know for collector's sake yeah yeah and i I know that um uh, i think this is the first week in like however many decades that marvel actually stopped Uh, like they don't have any new issues out at all really like like brand new issues like i think i read i read somewhere that this is the first week in like however many decades that marvel has no new releases because of covid19 yeah, I did look, because sometimes uh, when I look on um, Midtown Comics, I'll look ahead of time, and there's, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'll look to see, like, they'll have new releases available, and I saw, like, nothing for comics at all. So, I'm like, all right, tomorrow's Wednesday. Let's see what's up. Yeah. But. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know that's, uh, I know I have a... You shall see, because I'll be playing a shit ton of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be playing some, uh, probably, but maybe some Doom, like the original, like 2016 one. Uh, I've been hearing good things about Doom Eternal, though. Yeah, Doom Eternal looks fire. Like, oh man, just to punch more demons in the face, shoot more demons in the face, chainsaw more demons in the face, stomp demons in the face. Ooh, that is a good time, man. Okay, how about this? Since I frequently go to Rock Tokos and Rock Tokos is around the corner, how about you just like send me the money? And since I still go to these places, I'll just well, depends on what the fuck's open. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> well, I, I, I grab pre- it, stick it in your mailbox because I I'm looking at Soulman right now and I'm like, you know what? That's how I could just get let him borrow Soulman. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I'm good. I'm good. But thank you for the offer, though. Uh, yeah. You still want to borrow Soulman though? Uh, after after the crisis ends, or if I find it streaming for free somewhere, then I'll probably watch it then. Like maybe like if Netflix or Hulu or some site has it. All right. Like I said, I'm in the area, so I'll just drop it in your mailbox. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But thank you. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it on my end. Um. Yeah, I want to get into these uh, four games. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, man. So, yeah, four video games that define me. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think I'll start it off. I do have one in particular. Uh, one one game that I would say defines me. And Well, before, actually before we get into it, did is there any, like, 
definition or criteria as far as like what defines me like define in terms of what exactly like a personality or types of games you like the how i took it as when he tagged me in it was like the games that you have your most cherished memories with the ones that you could that you have mastered you spent so much time playing you you know you spent so much time playing um the ones that you have the memories with uh Mm-hmm. The games where, like, still to this day, even if they don't, even if they age horribly, yeah, you will smile once you even hear the title. And if you had the opportunity to play it, don't care what's going on in the new generation, you will play that motherfucker again. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. In that case. Uh... Yeah, one one that's definitely uh, that that I have in mind is uh, Resident Evil Four, um, which came out in two thousand five originally. I remember when I had a, a GameCube, and that was actually one of the earlier games that I bought. And man, it it made living at URI like so much better, like even more fun because like I was living in a single room anyway. So I bought the game. I went back to my do- from GameStop. I went back to my dorm. Took the bus from like the Providence Place Mall all the way back uh, to to URI. Got back in my dorm. Popped the game in, and I played it for like like for the first time. It was like a good six hours that I just like just played through the 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 main quest. Um, that was a Resident Evil 5, Four is definitely the game that I replayed the most. Uh, the, I beat that game like no joke, like probably twenty times. Jesus Christ! Yeah, cause cause that I need game. To step on my, I need to step my game up with Spider Man then. Yeah, cause cause like cause that game has like crazy replay value. Just like um, getting all the getting all the uh, weapons, like you end up get you end up falling into a pattern. Like you know what you know like where enemy patterns are. You know where a certain ammo ammunition is at. Upgrading weapons, upgrading the different ones to see just to see the effects. Unlocking the Chicago typewriter, which is like the infinite ammo Tommy gun um unlocking the extra costumes so like when you're escorting uh ashley around and so like one of the costumes that she has like you can put her in like a suit of armor so if enemies pick her up then they she's too heavy so they instantly drop her that was pretty cool um yeah resident evil 4 like for me for the longest time until resident evil 7 came out that was like my favorite resident evil game like damn like every anytime i thought about resident evil that was the game that was my go-to like it had like a lengthy quest it was it took you like a good good like almost 15 20 hours to complete and man it, it, it was a blast top to bottom and just like the the the, wep- the weapon system the 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 cheesiness of the storyline the fact that it balanced action and scares really well that was like that was like the ideal resident evil game man so that was a game that defined defined me and defined a certain time in my in my uh, life 2005 yeah yeah you're just like yeah yeah you're just grinning yeah man it's i haven't seen you grin i haven't seen you grin this much since you saw star wars not a prize this kind of what's the second the second one in the new trilogy again oh the the last jedi the last jedi i haven't seen you grin that much since you set since the second time you saw it yeah <laughs> oh man that was that was a that was a great day man that was a great day it was a great day 
It was. I watched, I watched that Ron Dennis Rodman recently, and that's the first thing that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> the Rodzilla, the Rod, the Rodzilla documentary that they had. Oh, really? On the network. It, like, seriously popped up all year. It was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Greatness. Oh, yeah. Oh, I made fun of it. I made sure I said that on UWO. Oh, man. Many times. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay. But that was a good that was a good start. I'ma start off with Mortal Kombat 2. Oh mm. uh, no, the first one was good. The first one was cool. It was great. It was the Kickstarter to become to what you know what what the franchise is to today, but part when part two came out. Mm. I remember it was at it was on arcade at the Spanish store next to my grandmother's house. Waited and and we just happened to know them because obviously you know it was next door to my grandmother's house. We knew the guy. The guy was my the guy who ran it was my friend's uncle, mm-hmm. and they very respectful to my to my uh, family and everything. And he just told us like we're getting Mortal Kombat two later on. I mean, I went back and forth to that store every hour on the hour, like every hour on the dot waiting until we finally got it. I had just 50 cents, played it. I mean, didn't know nothing, but I was, I was hooked instantly. It was just like I needed this game. I needed that game. My father end up buying it for me and i mean if a that game cartridge was like a cassette tape mm-hmm. it would have worn out <laughs> that's how much i played that game like i beat it multiple times just to memorize the stories of the characters like to memorize the stories of the game I mean, I moved into a new neighborhood. I met this one kid. The first thing I asked him was if he played Mortal Kombat 2. Mm. <laughs> I memorized every fatality. Now, my mind you, my father was a musician, so he would go on the road. Mm-hmm. He came back. He goes, all right, let's play. I beat the bricks out of him to the point where he got upset. <laughs> Uh, that's the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Especially with um Johnny, he didn't know about Johnny Cage's split punch. Mhm. Why are you hitting below the belt? That's not fair. Oh man. Oh, great times. Yeah. Great times to the point where like I got you know I got one of the mini Segas and it came with it, and I still memorize a lot of the fatality, a lot of the fatalities. There was a secret code where it was like a cheat code where it was like one hit and your opponent was done. Mm-hmm. Like, I still remember it. Left, down, left, right, down, right, left, left, right, right. Wow. Okay. Muscle memory. Not even muscle. It was just memory. <laughs> I mean, that game, that was like, that was just my child. That, that game was my childhood. Indeed. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2. All right. Mortal Kombat 2. I mastered everybody from the bet from the best character to from whoever that was 
to the worst character at that time, which was Baraka. <laughs> I learned, I was the only one in my family who knew how to do, and my friends who knew how to do the Shang Tsung fatality. And the fatality to operate the fatality input, mm. but not the, the Kintaro fatality, excuse me, yeah. for Shang Tsung. The input was you had to hold punch for like 30, for 30 seconds. You only have like six seconds to input a fatality. Mm-hmm. And I knew how to do it. Wow. Nice. <laughs> oh, the trick was just a whole punch throughout the entire matches. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know. But yeah, that's my first one. All right. Yeah, also uh, my second one, speaking of fighting games, um, one one fighting game that I absolutely enjoyed as a kid was Killer Instinct. Um, I remember playing it for the arcade, and I bought the Super Nintendo version, and I even had... Super. Yeah. Ultra Combo! Yeah, like... And yeah, man, I I remember buying the Super Nintendo version. I even bought the strategy guide made by Nintendo. Yo, Skype High Five for the strategy guides. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, I I memorized a lot of moves. Um, like I I I, I, I was I, Killer was a game was a fighting game that I really loved because like the com- many of the combos were like automatic. Like you just had, you needed to input like a few button presses and then like. You'd end up hitting like multi-hit combos. Um, I beat the game with every character. Like I loved using Fulgore, uh, TJ Combo. I, I I really liked using <laughs> I really liked using Orchid because like she had like the 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 split somersault kick which which had like the three yeah, hit combo. Yeah, it had like the three hit combo and then you kept chaining it and you can get up to like upwards of, like 30, 40 hits. It'll be it'll still count as a killer combo, but if you combine it with the ultra ultra combo uh, button combination, you get up to sixty hits. Um, I remember playing as Jago, uh, Riptor, uh, uh, Chief Thunder, oh, oh Glacier, uh, Glacius, and Cinder. Uh, I remember like you get to like knock knock opponents off rooftops <laughs> if you fall on a rooftop. Oh man, Cinder was the truth. Yeah. Um, Idol, what the two-headed uh, monster with the with the giant club. God, he was a cheap ass boss, but but like I managed to beat him. Um, and, and also the soundtrack. God damn, like I remember I remember buying the Super Nintendo version. Like it came with the Killer Cuts CD, and I ha- and I wore that CD out. Man, like I loved <laughs> I loved that soundtrack. Man, like every every joint on there was tremendous. Like you can even you can even listen to it on Spotify along with the Killer Instinct uh, Two soundtrack and the new Killer Instinct right. that came out on Xbox. But yeah, man, yo, I used to play that soundtrack like night and day for like a while. And like the Killer Instinct was such a was a, such was such a cool fighting game that I would play my friends. I would always beat them. And like on the instance, on, there was like a few instances, instances where they actually almost beat me, where they actually had me beat. Uh, one 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 friend like tried to do a fatality. As soon as he hit the fatality, like I turned the console off out of spite, and he threw his controller down because he was so pissed yeah, at me. Yeah, dick. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like I was like I, I I took it I took it as a grave offense whenever somebody beat me at my own fighting game. So like I had to let them know who owns the copy. They had, they had to know who really ran the yard, who was the big dog, you know, <laughs> you know, in, in the ring. So, 
You know, that, that was that was petty. That was petty on my part, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was very petty. Can I ask you this though? What's up? Who beat you in the Xbox version? Um, the the, the the computer did. The computer beat me in the uh, a few times. You know, they had me in the first half, but you know, I, I came through. I came through. You know. I never changed my name to computer. I, I I don't know. I don't know why you would change your name to computer, but but the CPU, the AI. I never did. The AI beat me a few times, but you know. No, my name's not AI either. I I don't know what you're talking about, Carl. Like I, the dream has no memory of that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, man, Killer Instinct, uh, for the Super Nintendo, that was that was my go-to. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna go to Lion King for Sega. Ah. I remember the Super Nintendo version very well. I still, still to this day, I can beat it. Now, mind you, it did. T- First of all, that was the game that came with my Sega mm-hmm. when I got it for Christmas that year. Yeah, and I worked on that. It was the only game we had for a while. I worked on that game so much mm. to the point that 26 years later, mm-hmm. I could still beat it with muscle memory. Wow. And I came across, it's so funny, I came across this meme mm-hmm. that a father laid down like $100 and he says, First person who can beat level four wins this hundred dollars. Okay. I'm like, dude, I could have beat that with ease. That would have been like an easy hundred dollars. Yeah. But it's to the point where it's like people still talk to me like they're like, yo, that game was so hard. That game was so hard. I send them the Twitch stream that I did that I did of me beating it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Twenty something twenty something years later. <laughs> hey, but you did it. You beat it. And I can still do it. Like, I remember, what what was it? Like, two weeks ago, I needed to kill some time. I think I think my girl was getting, we was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she was like, I was like waiting for her to get dressed or something. We was doing something. And I needed to kill some time. Mm-hmm. I literally threw on Lion King and beat it. Nice. And by the time I was done... I was, we were ready to, she was ready to go. I think we was like going shopping or something. Okay. Nice. Women be shopping. Uh, I just... She, honestly, no, nah, she, she online shops. I'm not even on front. But when it comes to the store, she's in and out. And I love that. That's a huge step up from where I came from, where I was before. <laughs> yeah, like those. Huge step up. She don't even, like, we will we went to the mall one time before. And she was like, "I am gonna do this. You go ahead and do what you gotta do." Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, if you know what you, if you know what you want, arrive, buy, leave. And that's it. Yeah. That was it. That's what's up. But yeah, Lion King for Sega. Yeah, that was definitely one of mine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, for me, another game that uh, defined me. Uh, uh, was the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time for the N64? 
Um, Can't fuck with it. Yeah, Can't man. Fuck with it. That, that is a timeless classic. Yo, it still holds up. And I remember... Um, I remember buying it. I was in ninth grade, Mount Pleasant High School. Um, after getting like a bunch of A's on my report card, my dad was like, "You know what? You can you can get a free game on me." I'm like, "Get me Zelda," and I got Zelda, and I and I played that game night and day. Ooh, it was it was one of the best gaming times of my life. Like that game was all over my body, just like the precise. Um, just like, just like the, the world building of the game, like getting to explore Hyrule for the first time in 3D was just just like, just like astonishing at at the time. Like you got, you get, and you got to explore Hyrule as like kid Link, and then you got to, um, explore it as, as like adult Link. And then you got to see like the, the stark differences, like after, after the ravages of time and how Ganondorf or Ganon like destroyed Hyrule, um, um, the dungeon, the dungeon exploration, like from the Zora to like the mountain people, the mountain rock people to the Gerudos, which was Ganon's people in a, in a desert, that was pretty awesome. Um, getting to ride the horse Epona, um, all throughout Hyrule. Um, oh man, it, it it was just it was one of those games where you can absolutely say that that was like the perfect video game. Like, like look, like it was one of those games where like you don't you don't really have to change a thing. Cause like even if you play it now, like it still holds up perfectly, and man, like that's that's for me for my money. Like there are many great Zelda games that have come afterwards. Like the ones I still haven't played. Like uh, I played a little bit of Twilight Princess, but I haven't played the other ones like Breath of the Wild, which I've heard a lot of good good things about, um, and others. Like when I played a little bit of Wind Waker, but for my money, I will say I will say that to this day, still the best Zelda game ever made is still the ocarina of time that game came out in 98 that was 22 years ago and it's still golden now and as an honorable mention majora's mask like just like 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 if ocarina of time is a, is a 10 majora's mask is like a 9.5 or a 9 at the lowest so uh so you yeah. don't even have, you don't even have your nintendo 64 anymore do you I believe I still do. Um, yeah, actually, no, I, I think oh. I do. It's in it's in my basement, but um, I'm not sure. Oh. If, I'm not sure if it works. Um, but I'll I'll have to I'll have to ask the family downstairs if it's still working so that I can uh, borrow it from them. What? No, because I looked on eBay. I'm like, oh, I wonder if you can still find a copy. But I'm like, oh, you're paying some money. You're paying some money. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad it's still at my. Cheapest one I see is, and that's probably placing bids. Hold on, let me. That you can flat out buy. Hold on, buying format. Hop my eBay a lot, by the way. Oh. Mm. Uh. Like I'll even just get the cartridge. I don't even need the box. If I, that is, if I wanted to, uh, get it. If I didn't have my own copy still. The cheapest one I found is. Oh man, like. Thirty. Yeah, yeah, thirty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's it's still worth it. Yeah. And that's buy it. And that's buy it now format. And then I find that. And somebody selling the somebody still has the strategy guide for fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But but yeah, you know, um, maybe I'll maybe I'll go into the basement and uh and ask my uh my 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 prisoners there if they can um dust off the N sixty four and uh and let me play. 
Well, at least they got some type of freedom. Yeah. Do you want to visit the family, Carl? Not at all. Let them in, Carl. Nope. Let them in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have a family in my basement. People, please don't take that seriously. Or do I? There you go. Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. So what's your Streets uh... of Rage two? Okay, that's a classic, undisputed classic. It, it is. I have it on my phone. Mm. On your phone? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, iPhone has the uh, Sega Forever, mm. and you can download like classic. Classic Sega games mm-hmm. and Streets of Rage one, two, I believe three is on there too. Okay, and you can download them for free. They mm-hmm. just have ads in between in between the levels, which don't bother me at all. Okay, yeah, small price to pay. Yeah, for free. Yeah, but like, I honestly it's downloaded also onto my iPad, and I just. Hook up my PlayStation controller to my iPad, and I'll just sit there, and I'll just sit there and play. Mm, nice. And I still get the same joy that mm. I did back then. The only thing I need to play, I need to play once again with my cousin Joe, like how we used to back in the day. Our sleepovers were something serious back in the day. If we weren't playing, what well, doesn't matter which Streets of Rage it was. We played Streets of Rage. If Streets of Rage was involved in our sleepovers, we weren't getting no sleep. Yeah. We was playing that game <laughs> until we beat it. Yeah. And the accomplishment that we felt when we finally did, mm-hmm. especially when we, and we actually, did we all three? Uh, I would have to ask him. I'm pretty sure we probably did. But I know we defeated, I know we beat three, part three mm-hmm. on hard. And it took us forever to do so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we made it. But we, yeah, we beat him. We nice. beat him, and oh my goodness, like those, you know, those memories are something I'll cherish. Like have I would like, like honestly, I'll play with somebody else just because. Mm-hmm. But I would like if there was an op- another opportunity to play with him again. I'll kick whoever it is to the curb, and I'm like, yo, fuck your feelings. We're playing this game. <laughs> yeah, man. Streets of Rage. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah, you know, Streets of Rage 2, it's like one of the best beat-em-ups ever made to this day. And the dopest soundtrack ever. Yes. Still, oh, my God. That. Yeah, man. Great. Greatness. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, is Dominique in the chat? Oh man, did I do it again? Did I do it again? Did I do it again? Greatness! Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Stop being thirsty. Anyway. <laughs> Let him be thirsty. Oh man. <laughs> but but yeah, Streets of Rage Two, man. That's that's what's up, man. That's 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 a game that like I have it. I have it on my um for the PS3 on the uh, Sega Genesis collection. Yeah, that's one I dust off too. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, and we did a and we did a Twitch stream of it too. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, you remember when we did that? Oh yeah, we did with when UWO was here, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had some time to kill, so I'm like, all right, you know what, we're still early. Let's get a quick Twitch stream. We played a few uh, levels. Yeah. Ah, yeah. great yeah. times. That was. That was pretty fun. Uh, let me see. Fourth and final game that defines me. I'm going to go with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Is what I was is what I would say is if if I was into trash overrated franchises. Now my real fourth uh, game that defines me uh, is um, I'm gonna say Metal Gear Solid Three uh, Snake Eater uh, for the PS2. Um, yeah, um, or more specifically the uh, subsistence version, which had the 3D camera. Uh, for me, yeah. for my money, uh, Metal Gear Solid Three is my favorite game in the whole franchise. Uh, for me, it has like my the the best story, uh, the best uh, uh, cast of characters. I really liked the 1960s Cold War era setting. Um, I re- I really I really enjoyed the stealth system, which was excellently put together. Um, you wearing the different camouflages as you're navigating different settings. Um, the the boss the boss or naked snake was was a was a hell of a compelling protagonist, and his relationship with the boss, uh, uh, voiced by Lori Allen, who also voices uh, Lois from Family Guy. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was that was an interesting uh, bit of trivia. Um, the boss is one of the most interesting villains I've seen in not only any video game but any story. And just seeing her story unfold, and um, the final the final boss fight between her and uh, and Naked Snake was definitely one of the most memorable wow. memorable uh, uh, experiences I've had in any fight in any in any video game. Um, because like the whole one of the biggest themes of Snake Eater is like what it, what does it mean to be a soldier. What does it mean to pri- prioritize the mission at the expense of everything else, even the things that you value most? What does it take to complete the mission when you know you have to turn your back away from everything that you've loved and value, you know, for the greater good? And that was like really, really, really powerful. And Hideo, and Hideo Kojima did an excellent job of really exploring those themes in a unique way. Uh, Carl, you were going to say something? Yeah, uh, the voice of Lois Griffin is Alex Bornstein. Alex Bornstein. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking she voices. Um, uh, uh, Lori Allen voices uh the the female newscaster in Family Guy. It was a female newscaster in Family Guy. The one who works with the other one. I forget. I forget his name. Joyce. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thanks for the correction, because I I knew for a fact that Diane she. Diane Simmons. Okay, yeah, she plays the voice of Diane Simmons, but she also does the voice of, um, yeah, you're right, she says, yeah, the boss. She did the voice of the Invisible Women in the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, wow, I, I, I didn't know that. That's actually news to me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, she came a long way. <laughs> yeah, she's had quite the career. But but yeah, I knew she voiced uh, uh, somebody from Family Guy, but, uh, but yeah, that's actually a bit interesting bit of trivia. But yeah, like a Snake Eater for me, that's like my favorite Metal Gear Solid game. Um, I will say like Metal Gear Solid Four may have may have had like the slightly more refined gameplay, but Part Three was like the perfect combination. Like the characters, the themes, like all the ca- all the characters, even the supporting ones were like really interesting. Um, even your support team, like uh, Major Zero, um, and ultimately what becomes of him and everyone else on your team, that was really dope because how it ties into like later Metal Gear Solid games. Uh, in the chronology, um, and also the soundtrack too, the score by Har- Harry Gregson Williams. That was like 
for me, like his best work in the series too. And that's saying a lot because part two, Sons of Liberty had a really good score as well. But, um, but yeah, man, Snake Eater, damn, that, that, that is a classic game. And I would say like, that was probably like my favorite game of the year in 2004 when it came out. Okay. For my fourth and final. Sonic 2. Nah, overrated. Nope, nope. Sonic 2 is still fun to play to this day. That's actually another game that I do have on my iPhone and on my iPad. And I'll hook up and just play just for the sake of playing. Um, Soundtrack, I know what it is. It's a 2D fast-running hedgehog game. It's just, the, the fun factor is still there. Still there, like I, I just, there's really no knocking to it. And from what I'm hearing too, like the Sonic movie was not bad at all. I've heard, I've heard some like mixed to negative uh, reviews on it. Um, I've heard some positive. I've actually heard some positive ones. Okay. Um, have you have you seen it or will you watch it? I plan on watching it. I wanted to see it in the theaters, but like that's when. And well, it came out with Valentine's Day. Yeah. Obviously, I was occupied that you know that weekend and just never really like when it comes to movies and anything. I have to get it like when it first comes out. I have to see it when it first comes out. I have to get it when it first comes out mm-hmm. because then I will procrastinate after <laughs> yeah i learned that about myself so many times like i recently just bought creed 2 like mm. a couple of months ago oh wow um I, yeah exactly <laughs> you know i still haven't seen creed 2 so you know you're probably ahead of me <laughs> <laughs> exactly but but yeah that's just how that's just how i am so like mm. i uh, like yeah, so I mean, I still plan on seeing it. Like it's gonna be available for streaming soon anyway, so I can I'll just wait till then. Mm-hmm. But Sonic Two that still holds up. We had I mean me, all my cousins and my sisters. Like that was like the one game that we all was able to play collectively instead of like obviously Mortal Kombat Two or any of the Mortal Kombat games and me just like dominating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, speaking of, you just made me think of another story too of oh. another game that defined me. Okay. And I had a similar situation, except I wasn't petty. Didn't turn the turn the game off on anybody. <laughs> Tekken Three. Ah, that is a classic one. And I remember. Going to and I going to a friend's house, and everybody was just playing. Everybody was playing it, and I'm just like, "Yo, do you want to play?" I'm like, "Yo, you good at this game? You good at this game?" I'm like, "I, you know me, I'm humble, so I'm like, ah, I, I play, I, I play, I beat the entire house like two or three times." Nice. <laughs> like nobody could take me off the stick. If that was a Freddy Cup game. I would have took a, I would have took home the sword. Yeah. Oh, that high at that time. That Hyrule Master Sword. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That would have been the game that I took home the sword with. But mm. it's 
and they, that would have been the moment. And yeah, that based off that memory alone, mm-hmm. that yeah, second three is an honorable mention. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, Tekken Three is a, it is a classic. Like that was a game that I remember playing a lot. Like, uh, like often in the arcades, and uh, when I borrowed a PS3, like I would, I would just a PS, a PS1 rather, I, I would play it. Yeah, that was that was that was a cool game, and also the soundtrack still holds up. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Goro. And I was like around the time I started breakdancing too, so I was like, yo, I can break to this song. Oh, it's not. Yeah, I love this song. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Goro, he was a beginner-friendly character. He definitely was. Yeah. He was. He yeah. was. You hear that, Brian? Say that one more time for the people in the back. And Brian. Uh, Eddie Goro in Tekken 3 was a beginner-friendly character. Eddie Goro, period, is a beginner-friendly character. Yeah. There you go, and I mean, I mean, it sounds like you did a better job in uh, Tekken Three than you did in Call of Duty. You know, judging from the oh, God, I'm awful in Call of Duty. Yeah, they got me. <laughs> yeah, they, they ro- got me good. They roasted you they, good in those uh, comments. Uh, that. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's yeah. It is what it is. I mean, like, I'm not a Call of Duty person, so I'd probably be the same way. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that was that was cool, man. Four games that define us. Uh, yeah, hopefully other people will get a chance to add theirs uh, once they watch this episode or listen to it. Drop it in the comments. Here's your question of the week. Yeah, <laughs> question of the week. What four games define you? Let us know in the yeah. comments or wherever on social media. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it on my end, man. Anything else you got to tell the tell the good people out there? Uh, man, just stay safe. You know, continue to wash your hands. It takes it. You know, take uh, precaut. You know, take proper precautions. All that jazz. Y'all hear it on the. Y'all hear it all over the place. Oh yeah, uh, and, and 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 also that reminds me. I will provide links in the description on how to make a, a t-shirt mask, as well as other helpful sources that you can use to stay safe out there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, this weekend, of course, we got WrestleMania 36, uh, at all of its pre-taped glory. So I'm a, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say one prediction, like I mentioned last week. Expect to see Tamina <laughs> with the SmackDown Women's Champion. <laughs> I can't even finish it, man. <laughs> Tamina Snuka as a. Ch- I mean, she is she's part of the 24/7 Champions Club, so I mean, we gotta give yeah, her. And a she's up, there. you know, she is up there in age, so they probably just want to give her a nice little something for you know sticking sticking with it. And she, yeah, she's up there in age. She's probably on her way out. Yeah, and and I, and I will so say, give her give her a nice little party gift by putting her name in the history books. Yeah. I mean, I will say like her winning the SmackDown Women's Championship, if that does happen, that will be on the same level as the Iconics winning the, the Women's Tag Team belts last year. So, yeah. I'll let you say, I'll let, I'll let Brian and Kyle cuss you out on that one. <laughs> Except Tamina's better. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for watching and thank you for listening uh, to the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, you can find us everywhere on social media, all of our episodes on Facebook, as well as Spotify soundcloud itunes where you can hit us up with that five-star review uh google google play and anywhere you can find podcasts 
There you go. Yeah. And also on social media, Codex, Codex, at Codex Prime Cast on Twitter and Codex Prime Podcast on Instagram. So yeah, that's yep. yeah. So that's about it. I'm about to go fix me up some dinner and get back to this multi-page paper. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multi yeah. ain't the word. Yeah, man. It's 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 a doozy. And I'll probably get it. Probably get into a little bit of Grand Theft Auto. Nice. Maybe maybe do a quick blend. I, I mean, everything's still turned on, so. Nice. It's, uh, yeah, it's oh. turned on, so. I see you. So you, you, you getting a, get, get it in with a with a live mix on Facebook Live? Not tonight. Okay. <laughs> Not tonight. Uh, maybe, like I said, maybe just a quick blend for like a few seconds and then that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. All right, I man. worked an overnight last time. I'm tired. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Be safe out there and uh, get an adequate rest, man. But, but all right, man, uh, that, that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, tune in next week. We'll probably talk a bit about WrestleMania 36. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.